Yeah. Hi. Okay. Hello. All right. Okay. I can just narrate my neighbor outside right now. <laughs> sure. So sure. He's uh standing. He's walking across his yard with a pail, and his cat is also following him. Is now looking at the pail, and they're both on the ground now. Oh, good. good. On the ground. It looks as if <laughs> some sort of ritual is about to begin. Oh my god. Dying to know what's in that pail. Hey everybody, I'm Kyle Guerra. I play bass at Infant Island and you're listening to Burrow on It's Not a Phase podcast. <laughs> it's not just a phase. It's not just a phase. Damn it. <laughs> nice. Welcome back to Not Just a Phase, guys. Today, we are blessed to be speaking with the infamous Screamo act known as Infant Island. They have three releases so far, and I've been turning heads in the Screamo scene for the last half decade. There is no end in sight to their creative boundaries of writing heavy music with many influences and sounds outside the norms of the Screamo genre. Thanks for coming on the show today, guys. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Half a decade is... Uh... I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. <laughs> I know that guy. I was like, oh. That's a good way to put it. What an intro. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, very happy to be here. <laughs> glad, you guys, happy to be uh, here. glad you guys dig the intro. I'm uh, just going to start with the name because I heard on a podcast you guys recently did called Mute That Shit that your band name oh, is actually, good. it's not a Lord of the Flies reference and it has nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein's island either. 
So yeah, not you, at all. Not at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I wore I wore one of our That's, hoodies to work one time, and I had a few of my coworkers just be like, "Yo, what does that sweatshirt mean, bro?" Yes. <laughs> but what is Read the, the origin? Room, what is the origin of the band name then? Um, who wants to go? I got it. Um, so in the Godzilla universe, um, the kaiju Mothra is from the the island of Infant Island, and that's where it comes from. So yeah, you guys kinda. cinephiles, super into movies, or uh, just kaiju so, files? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We all really love, uh, you know, that the the whole everything Godzilla basically and uh yeah. we when we begun the band um begun the band. yeah when we started the band we had a couple <laughs> names floating around for what we'd like to call ourselves um and I think Infinite Island got I don't know if it it wasn't me but uh, I think I brought something some I think it was Kyle but we all love Godzilla and then yeah. yeah I think like three out of the four of us were like that just sounds cool i guess like we were like i don't know <laughs> I, I feel like stuck, i feel like I a lot of people are like yeah like i'll read the youtube comments and they'll be like music's awesome name sucks and i'm like <laughs> but like i didn't really think of that it, you know coming i was just kind of like oh godzilla we love godzilla that's fine yeah. uh it has no real relevancy i would say at least for me to like any of the lyricism or music but it sounds i don't know i feel like if you get it you get it and you don't you yeah. don't yeah, I totally thought everyone would get the reference because I just, I guess I projected, I was like, everyone's a Godzilla fan, especially Mothra. But like all the comments are people not getting it. And it's fine. I, you know, that makes it cooler. Yeah, I was going to say, that makes me more happy with it. Oh, yeah. So, six, seven. I've watched it like seven times in one week already. I watched it wow. once. I Wait. thought it was phenomenal. Uh, the new one? Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah, so I good. didn't have anything to do, so I just watched it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was a great time. So before the band and your releases here on various awesome labels, you were all actually infants at one point. Do you recall your first introduction to punk rock or any type of music that was heavier and outside the norm of the mainstream? Do you want? Do we want all want it? I feel like one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, you go first. I, I think I should go last because I probably had the last. <laughs> okay. Uh, here. All right. I'll start it off. Um, so like for like introduction to like, yeah, un like underground music kind of heavy, uh, yeah, like heavy, heavy music. music. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I think like my earliest memory of uh, just heavy music being exposed to it was, oh gosh, I must've been like eight or nine years old. And I remember like, at being at like this park with my two best friends and I at one point we were going back to our house and he just gives me his CD player and Meteora by Linkin Park is in a CD player yeah. and nice. I yeah I was blown away uh I yeah so Linkin Park was kind of like oh dang like like I'm not I don't I know they were a popular band at the time but I was just like what is this uh I guess like first band I was kind of like oh uh <laughs> maybe not a lot of people listen to this uh is oh gosh um geez geez i don't know uh maybe i think it was when i started hanging out with kyle <laughs> and uh he was either him or his or his dad or both of them uh showed me like rancid nice. and i i was like 12 or something and 
I don't, I don't think there was one person in my whole school or anyone I knew personally that knew Rancid besides those two people. So uh, that kind of kicked off like the whole punk thing for me. Uh, I was kind of, you know, just absorbed with all that, you know, Epitaph Records, No Effects, Bad Religion, all that type of stuff. And yeah, now Plus, here we are. Points. Classic starting mm-hmm. points, right? Yeah. So uh, that's just my, yeah, that's just, that's it for me right there. Austin, do you want to go next? Because I feel like. I feel like I have like the least interesting like story for that. <laughs> <laughs> Origin yeah, stories sure. are always interesting. I'm well, I mean, it's like yeah. I feel like Austin's is the weirdest. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? No, no roast, Austin. But you have no. Some interesting I, that's stories. a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah, that's a compliment. Sure. Um, Just so yeah. One second here. Cool. Hey guys, what's the question again? How you <laughs> have? <laughs> How you got into uh, like your first experience, like, or how you got into like heavy music or like alternative music. Okay. Bet. Okay. This is such a good question for me just because my origin is so hilarious. Okay. So, you know, being a literal infant, uh, (laughs) I've I've been exposed to metal my whole life just because like, that's one of my dad's favorite genres of music. But you, you know, he's, he comes from like the, like, Dio, Iron Maiden, Kiss, you know, sort of, yeah. Uh, so I was a little literal kid in like 1999. I was four years old, but I called heavy music. I'm not even kidding. I called it Godzilla music just because. Full circle, um, full circle. Yeah, dude, not even, I swear I'm not even joking. Uh, and um, just, I've like, lo- I just thought it was like so cool growing up. Um, but I really got into actually like loving it enough to play it when I got my first drum set when I was like 10 years old. Um, uh, and like my brother was a guitarist. He's also just getting into guitar and he was like, I need, I need a player. I need someone to drum with me. So I got a drum set and I was like playing like metal tunes with him. I remember covering living dead girl by Rob Zombie with my brother. <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> it's a good track <laughs> yeah dude uh, um yeah so that's like i mean and then my brother like got into black metal which trickled down to me getting into black metal um i was like 12 and he was 16 and uh he was in a black metal band and then uh i then i got some friends at this like local um like music lessons place and we all that's how we got into like that's how i got into like shock rock and like <laughs> slipknot and just and then from there it was just downhill i got into a noise and then uh, uh and then uh and then i, I died that <laughs> then, then i actually slipknot's died pipeline. yeah <laughs> slipknot's a noise pipeline is real <laughs> it's a very slippery slope <laughs> yeah <laughs> call, call your local suicide prevention hotline oh <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that one's going to make the edit, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) If your teen is listening to Stubblant, call the church. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay, I'll take the next one. (laughs) Okay. um, So uh, I've also been listening to, like, heavy music my whole life because of my parents. Um, 
both my parents are really young and they grew up in the 90s my dad was a hardcore kid and my mom listened to like a lot of just like uh alt rock from the 90s so i i kind of just was raised listening to like i don't know like I just feel like I had, it's like I started with cheat codes with music. I've just always been listening to nice. uh, dude, <laughs> <different> music because <laughs> of my dad. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's why I said it's like the least interesting. Like, I don't know. I just always listen to it. <laughs> Goddamn action yeah, over here. Dude, I guess like when I met Daniel is when I started actually diving more into like, uh, what's like more the first like heavy bands. band like that you're like, oh fuck. I know you had a lot of heavy bands around you but like probably like i guess like metallica and like slayer were like the first bands i was like yo this yeah. is like metal this is heavy and then like i met daniel and like you showed me like black dahlia murder and we started listening yeah. to children of bodom yeah like, children oh, of bodom was like really big for me and kyle at in like middle school uh i remember we kind of used to one-up each other of like i remember i had like almost all their cds but then he had the coolest fucking shirt and i was so mad at him for the longest time <laughs> it is I, what it I had like every Bodum shirt, and I met a girl who met Alexi Leho, so I, I thought she was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also used to worship Bodum, so I, I respect that. Rest in peace, Alexi. <laughs> yes, true. Jesus yeah, Christ, true. we lost another legend. Forgot he died. Yeah, Fuck. I forgot about really? that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could have gone without being reminded on that one, but all right, <laughs> so cool. <sorry>. Well, <laughs> mine is like the least interesting. I don't know, not the least interesting, but like the wimpiest intro, because I I was like. Uh, I mean, I was like a DIY indie rock kid, and uh, <laughs> as a result, was on Tumblr nice. when that was very popular, like ten years ago. And yeah. uh, like a few years into that trajectory, I like a friend of mine who we had like gotten into like emo revival music, I guess, like the world is and stuff like that. Uh, when that was like happening, and uh, she got really into Old Gray, lol. Censor those, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> and then I got into I think through Old Grey and like Tiny Moving Parts I got into like Code Orange Kids and stuff like that because yeah. um, there was like a split with them and like Tiger Straw and stuff on Undercover and I got really into the uh, the first Code Orange Kids full length and um, that sort of like got me into like what we do now i guess uh, like getting into like like hardcore and like screamo and stuff like that and you made it all the way there from emo <laughs> uh, from from indie rock true worse true even worse <laughs> <laughs> it's a well the uh the indie rock to code orange pipeline i feel like fugazi <laughs> had a hand in that a road not kids. talked about code orange kids <laughs> Well, while we're just briefly passing by the uh, the genre of emo, I don't really get into emo too much on this show. It's usually screamo and hardcore. But since we breezed past it, I got to ask, what's your favorite subgenre of emo? Are you more into the twinkly stuff or the emo core stuff or? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. You go. I was. I know Daniel and I probably always lean more towards, and even Winston, like more like '90s stuff, like. Texas is the reason. Small brown bike. Nice. Yeah. Like, I feel like when I was in high school, there was some like twinkly bands I I liked, like Castavet and Prawn. Yeah. So even you blew it. I was into them a lot. Yeah. I mean, like Kyle and I are about the same age. Uh, I'm 27. He's 25. I'm about to turn 20, 26. About 20, almost 26. Oh, yeah. So like, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, like 
I feel like our introductory to like emo was kind of like bands like The Promise Ring and Texas The Reason and stuff. But because of like our age, I mean, like, yeah, the whole emo revival thing, that was like was a cool transition period. Uh, so like, I don't know, being exposed to old bands, new bands, like new bands, like talking about old bands, you know, full right. circle. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, like you said, I don't really, I don't know a lot about emo and I don't really listen to standard emo bands that much, uh, uh, anymore, I guess. But yeah, I would say Texas, the reason. And like, uh, I mean, you know, that's like a big one for me, small brown bike. Those are, uh, kind of just like my favorites. And I think Kyle would say the same. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I don't know if that's like emo core. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't I'm know really what bad with emo like the, that is. Yeah, oh. I mean, we used to like Twinkly stuff uh, ten years ago, but you know, as you, uh, I don't know, not even roasting, but I guess as I have adulted, uh, I have <laughs> find uh, adulted or, oh. or whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be <laughs> professional. Uh, as I have gotten older, it has not held, you know, together uh, held for up. my. Oh, I don't know. I just think you get like you get tired of hearing like the same one. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Also, a lot of like, the, I don't know. It's just we're past that now. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, so, no, I feel like I mean, coming from indie rock, I definitely was like into like pretty much anything like country like, stars for a while there, and then they just I don't know. At some point, it just really stopped resonating. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a phase, would you say? Uh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What? Well, yeah. Podcast. <laughs> we, got the, we got the name right this time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I. Yeah, I. I like. I like the things that I still listen to. I still really like. You know, like I. Yes. I love. You know, stuff like Fugazi and stuff. And, but yeah, I'm not listening to like Free Throw or anything like. What? I Why not? I, I, they just put out a new song actually a couple days ago. I checked it. Oh, really? Oh, no. Bad. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying like, I don't, I feel like uh, a lot of, like, I don't know, emo is such a weird. Oh, I completely agree. Like, I feel like you're either like, I don't know, like, I feel like I could talk about it. I can it tell you where people... I started falling off with emo was like, I, are we diverging from the question? Yeah, I don't even know where I'm at. Should we just uh, pass this? I don't know. Uh, it's hurting. I, those are the emo bands I listen to. I don't know anything about emo other than that. Uh, right. Alex, your turn. Answer the question. <laughs> oh, did you? Austin, your turn. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I thought any emotional music was emo music. So, yeah, I really like Hans Zimmer. Probably my favorite <laughs> emo act. It's my favorite emo genre. <laughs> is, there, I feel like is there a Twitter emo band called Hans Zimmer yet? Uh, <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Small Hans Zimmer. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just spitballing here. Uh, anyways, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I still, I still like emo music, uh, but I don't like listen to it. I still respect it. Um, yeah. I don't know the act. I don't even know if you could call them emo, but the I think it's th- Threads by uh, Now Now. It's a pretty emo record, I guess. Pop emo, whatever that is. Pop emo. I keep keep coming back to that. And, that's uh, a good release. Yeah, and Fallout Boy. I, that's like hot topic emo. It's my favorite <laughs> subgenre. Hot topic emo. Uh, <laughs> Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is uh, <laughs> hot topic emo. It's still good though. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this one out because people shit a brick. But I think it's the most overrated emo album ever. I uh, absolutely. Wait, which is? 
yeah, I, you know, it's I mean, definitely over. <laughs> it's, it's certainly it's overrated. It's just nostalgic. Uh, yeah, it's like it's know. like Mario. It's like Mario. Like Mario games, are fucking overrated. But well, you know, it's just oh, nostalgic. Yeah. No, sure, no, right, I'm right, sorry. Right. I'm sorry. No, wait. Right. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I won't stand on that hill because it's something I'm not hardcore about. But it's, like, it's okay. I won't put you on that hill because I don't want you guys getting hate mail for that one. Be like, fuck you. You don't like Mario. What do you mean? No, I do <laughs> like Mario. That's the thing. I like so, Three Cheers a lot too. Someone's gonna be emailing you guys like fucking Infinite. They don't even listen to emo. Fucking posers. I know. It's <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. All I'm totally saying cool. is Mario is anti-Italian violence. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, yeah, R E or F E, you know, you decide. Uh, yeah, this is Mario. Well, since we're since we're still somewhat on the topic of uh, emo here, Alex has told me Infant Island shares some members with another band called Small Hands, and me being the lousy poser that I am, I had never actually heard them until you had told me this. Um, we're gonna play a track by that beautiful band coming up in a few moments here. But my question uh-huh. here for you guys is: Have you ever like you tried writing something for Infant Island? And then you, you kind of go, oh, that's a little too soft. We might end up putting that over to small hands. Or is there a, is there a difference in the writing process? Like, how does, how does the creative process go? If you guys could break that down. Um, well, to answer the first part of the question, uh, I would say for the most part, well, I'm just going to say, like, yeah, songs don't really trickle down from Infinite to small hands, mostly because Alex right. isn't in small hands and he writes majority of the uh, Infinite material. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the, and then the second part of that was what's the writing process for Small Hands? Like, Austin, do you want to answer that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, so uh, Small Hands, I guess, it's a trio, and we just kind of, like, spitball off of each other. Um, it's, we, we're, that's kind of our, like, music experimenting zone. Um, you know, like, we'll do, we'll have a little riff, and, uh, you know, old small hands started with Winston playing a guitar riff and, you know, Kyle coming up with it and me being like, oh shit, what if I did these drums there? And they'd be like, oh, okay, now it's a shoegaze track. Okay, cool. Now we just wrote it. But uh, now it's much different. It's more, small hands now is more like, I don't know. We're like, I don't even know how we write wrote the songs we wrote, but they're, uh, I guess, a lot jazzier as far as it's mostly improvised. But not like not jammy. I don't know. I don't know. Does Soft the uh, does the jazz cabbage come into uh, affecting those mellow moods that I see you guys are partaking in over there? Only Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the other two of us are straight edge actually. Strict no smoking policy while writing. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Okay. Nothing Not wrong with just, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was a bad joke. I didn't wish. You can't see my you can't see my face when I'm checking. Damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> so I guess I'll direct the next question towards Alex here. Um, with the uh, the style of of uh, Spalter that came out, was it like a conscious decision to to progress into a heavier sound, or did it come naturally? Did you guys plan on that? Like, how did that come out? Because it, it is a little more aggressive in previous releases. Well, I mean, I feel like. Uh... Um, well, Sepulchre is our most recent material. Is the the thing about it? It's it's two releases old, but it was written most rec- uh, most recently as far as things we've released. Um, so uh, it wasn't a conscious decision. Uh, um, I think it's just sort of the direction we've been headed in. Um, 
Beneath, which is the album we put out directly after Sepulchre, um, it sort of uh, was like a, it was pretty rushed writing process because we had just, so we booked recording dates and then we uh, like had a lineup change when Austin joined the band and we didn't have songs written for this album that we were going to record. <laughs> we had nothing written. It was like half a song written basically. And uh, yeah, real professionals. <laughs> um, Quite. And then we, like Kyle and I just got together sort of in the meantime we were figuring out how we were going to practice and stuff. And uh, just like wrote all the songs except for Death Portrait um, in like a month uh, in 2018. Um, so like a while ago now. And uh, then we recorded that a month, like at the beginning of January, end of December. Um, and then basically sat on it for a whole year plus um and in the meantime we you know didn't really write very much like we played a lot of shows but we didn't write very much music so uh in 2019 i sort of had like been playing around with idea and it ended up becoming sepulcher and that sort of felt like a natural progression because of partially because of our drum change uh our old drummer was a lot more laid back um, and Austin is a lot more of like a like a fast technical drummer than our previous drummer was. So being able to write for that uh, sort of opened a lot of new avenues for us to go in as far as like a sound. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it was intentional, but uh, it just, we were able to do that and it felt like a natural progression because we all definitely have like gravitated towards the heavier music that we've, Mm-hmm. played with and then we listen to like it's sort of like it's the part of the scene that we are more into i guess yeah so fingers crossed on my end for sure and uh, i'm assuming some other fans there's going to be some more up-tempo stuff coming out in the future from infant island or all interludes <laughs> 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 nothing Sorry. but atmospheric noise <laughs> uh, yeah uh no the new record uh it's almost done but uh, yeah, I would say it's very similar to Sepulchre. But that being said, um, it also has a lot, you know, that is reminiscent of Beneath and even I say uh, self-titled at some parts. Uh, it's uh, it's like our prettiest, heaviest, ugliest, all of the above. <laughs> um, Ugly. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of crying, a lot of. A lot of screaming, a lot of a lot of riffs. So I'm really, really proud of it, and I can't wait for people to hear it. But I think uh, fans across the whole board will get something out of it. Hopefully, uh, that's just a hope. <laughs> mix of the um, classic sound, mix of the new sound. I'm hyped for it. Uh, coming out near the end of the year. Uh, there, there's no dates. There's no dates. It, it'll <laughs> it'll definitely be released at a faster pace than say beneath. No sitting on it. Yeah. Don't uh, say that. I don't know. Well, no. <laughs> it, <laughs> you heard uh, it yeah. right here first. On not just a phase. We're gonna hold. We're the guys. <laughs> we're hoping for the fall. <laughs> I have no hope. I have no expectations. All hope is gone. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this is a new record by Infant Island. All hope is gone by Slipknot. by infant island (laughs) um so sonically what inspires you guys because you have like you have a wide array of slow songs and fast songs heavy songs soft songs or there's heavy songs with soft parts soft songs with heavy parts you get the idea as you've mentioned it's a very unique blend what is the inspirations behind the unique sound that is infant island 
Austin, you would hate this one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we all come from pretty different, or like we all have pretty different tastes and what, like, music, we especially resonates with us like creatively. Um, I mean, we all in the like, Alec, I know, I know, all of us, but I don't know about Daniel. Uh, we're all super into shoegaze. And we have been for a while. I mean, you can definitely hear that in like the tones and stuff. And, you know, I still try to channel it like um, in the drumming. I still, you know, try to get that through. Even though, you know, there's like a lot of blast beats and stuff. But, um, and not just that, like we're, we all try to, I think, be especially like post-rock dynamic with it. Um, so it, that tends to just like get as heavy as it can but us being into metal we just want to push the fucking envelope so we'll toss a blast beat in there baby <laughs> um baby we just hand them out it's I fine like, i feel like half the discussions in practice are like what if what if it was just a blast beat what if we blast <laughs> there I hear, there i am crying just like please please dear god no I just want to... <laughs> and then we try it, and then Austin's like, fuck, that does sound better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I'm trapped. Wrist, with wrist a... and ankles made of steel, though, I gotta say, to kick out those tempos. Yeah, it's 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 really fun, too. And um, trying to also just bring to it, like, because I, I started in metal. Like, the first few drum beats I learned was, you know, a slow blast beat. So to be doing things that like 12 year old me likes sometimes I'm like, well, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm a solid 12 years older than I was when I was 12. I'm actually 13 years older. Fuck. Um, I'm 25. <laughs> and to be, I'm just personally, I'm just like, shit, I got to do something a little bit more. I don't want to say more mature, but a little bit more Austin work grown up. Um, so, I don't know. We tossed in some technicality and shit, but at the end of the day, we're just trying to all sort of express the ideas that the music's making us feel. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you can also hear a lot of other influences like that we all bring to it as well. I think, Austin, you bring a lot of like electronic background as well. Like, I can think of times when we've really like like on Burrow, actually, uh, which I guess is played earlier, uh, there's a, like, we wrote a breakbeat into the end of that song because, like, Austin loves to play breaks on drums. So at so the end true. of the song, there's, like, a, a breakbeat, which you might not hear if you're not listening for it, but, like, we try to incorporate something for everyone. Kyle brings a lot of hip-hop background. I mean, you swing, like, every other thing oh, we try yeah. and play. I was um, also a producer. Yeah, yeah. Hip-hop um, producer. Jazz. Daniel's always pushing for, like, more metal vocals out of himself, you know. I mean, what fits for a part, but, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, trying to channel a little bit of death metal in there. You know, I definitely, like, as I said, I come from indie rock, so I tend to, like, a lot more, I'll add a lot more, like, of that kind of melodic approach or songwriting style um, when I'm writing guitar. And Winston, who's not here, is, like, really into noise, and stuff like that as well which he brings as like sort of i think we always have joked and call him like our textural guitarist <laughs> he brings a lot of textural he'll love that it's that. a it's a great title better than rhythm and lead textural guitarist yeah. i like that <laughs> guitar soloist uh you, you'd mentioned guitar like linguist 
Sorry, you mentioned when you guys first started out that people were describing Infant Island as emo gays, which oh. I, I thought was hilarious because I used to get that yelled at me a lot emo when gays. I was younger. But I think, the term meant, I think the term meant something different back then. I didn't even know it was a musical genre. They were just screaming it at me. But, um, I mean, you guys are currently, like, do you go by Screamo now? Or, like, do you, because it's hard to categorize you guys. I'm not trying to box you or label you because you have so many different influences, right? What do you guys consider yourselves to be the style that is in Finn Island? I guess is the question I'm going for. When my coworkers who don't know anything about music ask me what my band sounds like, I just tell them I play in a metal band now. Metal brother. Yeah, I feel like we're just a metal band or something. (laughs) Alex says post-metal. I don't really know what that means. Grabbed by the horns, man. I don't know what that means. Uh, Yeah. Post-metal. We all, I think like, yeah, we all, I mean, I just, it's just all like metal and punk to me. Uh, But yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, I mean like our, uh, for sure, like our, we, kind of associate with like a like the screamo community and stuff i mean like we know people that book shows we play with screamo bands like you could say we are a screamo band uh i, I don't know i just think every release kind of gets weirder and weirder and everyone <laughs> it does and offers something else so i don't know uh i think we we sound like infant island and uh i you know just i like listening to what people categorize yeah us I, I, i'll yeah. take any i'll take anything if people want to call us a rock music ska band like no, that's fucking ska. that's sick <laughs> infant island's a ska band yeah you, you know like uh else. there's no there's no barriers here let's just let's break down the walls let's fucking you've whatever done, like, you want you've done string sections right why not do a brass section it's See, true. We're past that though winston winston our other guitarist and uh, our first band was a ska punk band yeah so we're past that now. i was actually i yeah we're I, past I, metal too yeah <laughs> there's there's deep ska uh lore in infinite <laughs> unfortunately we are mean, deep unfortunately, ska. I, you I don't want to acknowledge it but look, we're we're going to i still listen to ska i do too i fucking love ska yeah <laughs> all jokes aside i do seriously no people need to get here. over themselves let's let's talk about it ska revival Ska's great Wake up. there's some re- there's some regrettable things from the third world <laughs> yeah
So, guys, all the way from all the way from ska and indie to the beautiful sounds of Infant Island, you guys have a unique sound. But even more unique are all these vinyl and cassettes you guys are pressing. You guys are uh, coming out on a couple different labels, but the, the color schemes are insane. Who is the mastermind behind this? I feel like that would be Alex. Yeah, Daniel and I. I Daniel has been like pushing me to get more purple stuff, but generally, I think that like I love the color purple. Uh, <laughs> Since I like talk with our labels more and I like tend to like organize our releases, like we go back and forth about what records are like reasonable to be making in like price points and stuff. Cause you know, the cooler the record looks, the more expensive it costs usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like to try and make sure that things are pretty affordable except for like super limited stuff. We're also just big vinyl nerds. Like we yeah, all, same. I think, I don't know about Austin. I think we all have a, everyone has a record or so but i mean i can say the three of us here kyle uh alex and i uh we've all been you know pretty 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 much collectors for a while so we get stoked that we're like we're trying to put things out on vinyl as much as we can but we're also like yo i want this to look fucking sick uh and so far i feel like we've accomplished that yeah the only vinyl i collect the only vinyl i formally collect is like weird shit i have like fucking three bookshelves at my place full of random 40 soundtracks so what do you tell them the labels there alex are you like can you make it as trippy as possible and only press like 50 of them because we're going to do it again in two months from now (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, my god well yes i mean it's hard (laughs) it's the demand it's hard because like well for sepulcher because i feel like that's the one that people nerd out over the most uh we uh i'm trying to do like a full color wheel of the the standard variants so it's like we're missing blue and yellow right now but then there'll be a full color wheel of uh like translucent color with smoke uh but for the the wax mages they're uh you can only get like 25 of them per order uh Mm. and the handmade ones there's a limit on the number of those you can order as well so it's like it's definitely been i would like to make more because i don't i don't love seeing the aftermarket prices go up so much yeah uh that kind of bums me out a little bit but uh you know just want to make cool stuff (laughs) and you know however much (laughs) people end up paying for it like that's what it is i guess but it's uh, uh, definitely some of the coolest looking merch i've seen in not just screamo just in general it's some wild looking vinyls and cassettes the resale prices are something oh, else yeah. too that you mentioned uh try and keep make, making more so that people don't have to pay well, that yeah when we when we released beneath uh i i don't know what the time frame was like uh, immediately after but uh yeah there was people inflating like selling it on discogs and we had the same variants on our band camp for like 15 bucks or something 20 yeah. bucks and it was like kind of appalling and i was like oh wow i didn't realize there's people posting people or... like our, I, I, I don't know. Cause I've, I don't know, not too often, but there's been a couple occasions where I've spent stupid money on like something I've been hunting down for years, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of bummed me out to be like, damn, this record's only been out for a month and people are inflating like this variant, like $50. And you can still buy it. Yeah. That's going to be the current pressing of Beneath too. Like our label still has copies of that record. And, yeah. Uh, um, but like... I'm, I'm glad people, I would, I feel like they like it and they want to own it. That's cool. Well, that's that's um, why they're doing that, right? But I mean, support the band first, guys. If you're hearing this and you're hoarding records and trying to flip variants, please. not cool. <laughs> not cool. Don't message us over Instagram trying to... Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, please, yeah. no. What? Uh, there's like people that 
were messaging us be like hey when's the drop like people oh, that come we, on. People, <laughs> come people that we weren't like people that we weren't like we had no, like i don't know like i don't i don't want to say they weren't fans but i just like i feel like they were just record in like flippers and i uh, i don't know i was just like well you're doing something nerd. right you're doing something right to get that kind of uh attention yeah, yeah. i it's it's uh i don't know i don't even know the words but uh yeah, I don't know. It's good and bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but thanks. I really appreciate it. I think all the records look really cool. Um, I, I know Alex does a lot of the handling with all of that, and I just kind of, like, bounce off ideas, like, hey, I think it would look cool if we did this color or whatever. Um, yeah. But I don't know. We have fun with it. I, I, don't, I also do all the layout for our records, so, mm -hmm. like, the packaging, I do all the layout and stuff myself for that. But All, all the artwork? As, uh, well, the artwork is usually, like... Um, like public domain stuff that we then edit to be something like we want. So it's like, it's not original artwork for us. Like for uh, Beneath, it's like these uh, romanticist paintings that we then like, Austin mm -hmm. and I collaborated on like re recoloring them and changing them to be like the vibe we wanted. Um, cool. Yeah, but as far as tapes also though, Kyle and I have both at different points he still does but run like tape labels and stuff so we also we and all of us all of us really love cassettes as a medium like we all yeah collect yeah cassettes. i had a i drove a really shitty car for a very long time so i've just always had <laughs> cassettes like yeah and we gotta give a big shout out to david like beach yeah this. shout We're out david because yeah, uh, david. david's awesome they do great work he does I got two Infant Island cassettes, both from ZBR, from David, and his handwork is fancy. Yeah. Very <laughs> fancy. <laughs> so, speaking of bands, uh, what's what's, uh, what's the last show you guys played? Do you remember who it was with? <laughs> uh, yeah. I do. Can you remember uh, that last, far back? The last yeah. one we played? Yeah, it was in Maryland, right? Massonera. Yeah. Yeah, we played a, uh, like, a, a house, suburban house in back woods uh maryland with our friends bossanera and morning uh, dew i think we, morning dew yeah this, and uh, sammy heck as well yeah a and couple Sammy's like old friends uh from actually the first uh and, and ali did poetry yeah oh, ali, yeah our friend ali did awesome Bush. poetry um yeah it was like kind of a a homies show uh the place we played was actually one of the places we played at our very first tour and nice, it was nice yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah. And it's just so like, chill. it's really, show. yeah, uh, it was cool. Um, that was in January, I want to say, end of January, January 2020. Uh, and it felt like a while since then. Um, but yeah, the show was cool. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, there's like, they do like a bonfire and everything. I don't know. It's just like really nice and the show was fun uh but yeah we did like a two or three day tour thing with like just some shows not tour but like we did a run of shows and that was it and uh we had a lot of touring planned and you know things I was, happened i was and... gonna ask how many cancellations did you guys have to go through with this uh lovely event that we're going through <laughs> a full a full us oh. uh, canada full and europe US. Uh, and potentially Japan, yeah, we might have Japan as well. That was in the works when when yeah. when everything started uh, getting canceled. Like, okay, well, yeah, let's just not do that. Yeah, we were uh, <laughs> we we were playing Fluff Fest in Europe as well, which was very sick. yeah, really bummed to cancel that. 
Yeah, so I know like, there were some bands that like we weren't allowed to talk about that were playing that they didn't announce yet. Yeah, and, like, yeah. like thir- like thirty-ish days in the U.S. and then like uh, two weeks in Europe, and then we were planning like a week or so, I think, in Japan. Yeah. Um, so Jesus, well, that pissed me off. I'm sad that I asked now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get to a happier topic. What's one of your, what's some of your favorite bands to play with? Oh, Moss and Nera for sure. They are the absolute homies. Yeah. I love yeah. all of them. I miss them. If you've never listened to Moss and Nera, please, please listen to Moss and Nera. We have a four-way split with them. You can listen to it. And all of oh, their man. offshoot bands too. Yeah. They're like the only screw band active that you can literally just like dance to. Like you can do like a ballroom dance to their shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they are wild. They are wild Salsa indeed. beats. Uh, Soul so Glow. Fun playing Soul Glow, Glow. Yeah. Soul Glow is like phenomenal. Um, any of the Richmond bands, Gifford Goddess, Draco, Listless, all those bands. Like, yeah, all the whole Richmond crew. Wild. Uh, Mikal. Oh. Mikal, yeah. yeah well, do you enjoy that, Austin? Do you love playing Mikal and then if it announces? Yeah, I lose like a single pound. Mikal sure. is, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know, Mikal is Austin's other band, other, other band. Uh, they're like a, I don't even know, Austin. And, yeah, just like a. Just like a, like a, whatever you think, uh, the characters of the movie hacker would listen to hackers um, it's just that <laughs> if they were seen yeah they and if you seen, if all, also all. if you if you google imaged cool alien whatever that image <laughs> whatever they listen to it's just miko oh my god so, it's like us yeah so you mentioned side projects and uh geez how many side projects you guys got between the four of you there <laughs> infinite infinite, infinite I, don't know. Yeah. I, li- I literally yeah, I could not count because uh yeah i remember when i was i sent off the questions to you guys and i was like oh yeah and then i was oh there's a mention you know i'm in this other there's this other group this other group you know buddy does this like I'm like jesus i had no idea there's uh so i guess i'll i'll let you guys do there's some shout outs some plugs you want to do there because you guys have a lot of work going on outside of infant <laughs> island <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a lot of work going on outside of infant island when do you guys when do you guys sleep when you're not writing like when oh do we you- actually don't we yeah. actually don't. Yeah. I we don't. Stopped, yeah, we stopped I, doing that I years ago. I just sleeping this year, actually. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess I that's, the that's, that's the upside to COVID. I guess it slowed you down a little bit in terms of writing things. You can kind of kick back and relax a little bit. Um, uh, uh, I think it's actually relaxed. We had more time to write. or we Well, we weren't like practicing that much. Uh, like, to, like we were all just, we, we had nothing to do. So everyone was kind of like working on their own, uh, you know, project throughout all of covid um kyle does like a lot of like hip-hop and beat tracking like stuff like that a lot of i tried before covid happened i was um just i guess like running like i was an audio engineer out of my apartment and i was recording people and uh i make a lot of i guess like i'm a hip-hop producer i make a lot of beats so i just have a lot of friends that I have a cool like little circle of friends that we make hip hop music together, and that's really fun. So like I'm always doing that. That's alongside Infinite Island and Small so, Hands. Uh, sort of link for that. We can oh, check link out. for that. So the 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 tape label that I run, uh, it's called Hidden Sound Collective. You just Hidden Sound Collective. Bandcamp.com. That pretty much has like all of like link all the master links to all of that, and then other people too that you should check out. Tribe ninety five out of Richmond. I'm actually about to move in with all of them next month they're really talented um yeah what else and then yeah so small hands austin winston who's not here and myself are in small hands alex and i play in 
Alex Austin and I play in another band that I just recently joined, Mattachine. If you want to yeah, talk about yeah. that? Yeah, uh, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a mathcore metalcore band. Um, it's deathcore. Put out an EP last year. It is sort of deathcore as well. Yeah, it's 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 probably gonna be more deathcore in the next thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's like uh, an angry band. Uh, that puts out angry music. Uh, <laughs> they angry. also, they do, uh, I don't know if it's active right now, but y'all are in Sylph. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyle and I are also in a, a shoegaze band called Sylph. Are you seriously losing track of how many projects you guys are in? <laughs> I was, you know, was going to bring that up next. I was just I waiting for it down. It's, it's all of them. I, I think I'm the only person that, because I, I just do vocals. So I, don't I have really, this synth project yeah. that ha- I haven't released anything yet for with my friend Owen here in Fredericksburg. We can't sit still. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like constantly creating. It's like the only thing I'm good at or yeah. I feel like I'm decent at, so that's all I do. Uh, Austin, Austin's in Mikau, and Austin's also like a phenomenal composer. Yeah. So he does a lot of, like, I mean, like if you, scoring if you have film score yeah. needs, definitely. Yo, cool. up, yeah. If up. y'all if y'all need a soundtrack for your screamo adjacent video game, also. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Austin is actually like the most talented musician I know. Which, yeah. whoa, whoa. It, it, dude, like for real, it, his music is so good, and you should listen to it. They're uh, too sweet. That was a lie. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're very sweet. Soundcloud.com forward slash unme. U-N-M- oh, it's actually, it's actually slime, 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 slime. Oh, is it slime, 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 slime? Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's three slimes. Slime, slime, slime. So it's um, a whole headache. With all headache. these With all these projects, guys, can we be expecting some new small hands? <laughs> uh, expecting is a, is a difficult word, but yes, there is a, an album's worth that we are so excited to, write, to, to record that we wrote right before LP3. And, uh, of Infant Island. Yeah, small hands big, took a... Small Hands took a big, big old break. And uh, when we came back, we were like, fuck, we need to get this new stuff into those Yeah, we have a whole album written, but then we had to uh, we had to do infant island shit that's just an excuse <laughs> on our island shit. that's just an excuse on our our, our end though i mean uh, Jeez, we, between composing and and hip-hop and the other seven bands you guys are in it's a miracle that infant island gets put out at all to be honest uh <laughs> seems like you're all very busy uh, infant island's kind of a hectic process <laughs> i don't think uh, we, we haven't gone in the studio like fully ready at all except for this very urgent album. very urgent very urgent. oh yeah I'm very excited to go back and record next month that's the next be urgent album. yeah Shit we're recording show. another thing in a month i'm not gonna disclose things, what it is but Can uh you say where are you recording oh yeah we uh our our go-to recording spot now is uh is um, viva studio viva in uh, northern virginia with and uh with our friend uh matt who uh, you may know from his old band Majority Rule or his new band No Man, um, both in, in amazing Dagger. projects and Cloak and Dagger icons. and mm-hmm. Haram, <laughs> not the Haram from New York, the other Haram. Yeah, that's like also has members of City Caterpillar. Basically, you know? yeah, he's awesome. Uh, it's really, it's a fun time, and uh, we've gotten to know him over the last couple of years, and he's been super, super supportive and just great to work with. And it is, uh, it, makes it, us sound really good. <laughs> it, it's, uh, 
it's such a gift to be able to consider Matt a friend considering like yeah like he, I w- he, like his band like inspired me like yeah like majority rules one of my favorite bands of all time yeah like, and yeah, they, like and all around talented amazing um so it's kind of fucking wild that that's a reality but um okay. i kind of it's it's i feel like we kind of forget now and we're like oh what's up and then like oh shit when you walk around their household and you see all these cool fucking posters of tours and shows they you you know they've played it's like whoa what the fuck uh <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh but no it's it's super cool we don't take it for granted at all and i i don't know it's really a pleasure to work with him and we're going back again uh for the third time yeah. next Very month cool. uh yeah so it's gonna be a couple couple new things and uh i believe those will be coming out later this year hopefully Fingers hopefully hopefully yeah I uh, yeah. I often find myself I get the little starstruck at first and I get into the groove and then afterwards I'll be editing the interview and I'm like holy fuck I just talked with one of my favorite bands so again guys thanks for coming on <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh, leads, that's kind it, of you it leads me to a question though what is your guys favorite band that is no longer active oh wow oh man yeah oh oh man doesn't have to be screamo by any means just whatever band they're not together anymore who would you kill to see you can only pick one and there's four of you so you only get one damn it uh can i give you like uh one dang it don't try to get out of it what dang it uh you got one who wants to go i mean a lot of my favorite bands have reunited just one though hey just one (laughs) i don't know watch yeah oh i don't know Oh, are you, uh, you can do more. Than I am looking cheating. at my records. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bunch of records in front of him. He's like, "Fuck." Uh, it's not cheating. Uh, I sent you guys the fucking questions. <laughs> yeah, I know. You could have known this together. was coming. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, um, I wish. <laughs> uh, let's see. I will say, um, a band that doesn't uh, no longer thing. Uh, I okay so I when I grew up listening to Screamo I one of the I think one of the earlier ones I listened to was a band called Ulta and they're phenomenal they have like one album I believe and um it's they're like one of my favorite Screamo bands but not just that just bands and uh I don't know. They've been in a couple of other bands uh, post that. And uh, I'm not sure if they have anything going on now. Like, I think it's like one or two people from Ulta is always doing music or something. But anyways, I love Ulta. I wish they were a band still. And I would love to go see them again if they were still making music, regardless if it was Screamo or not. They're just a fucking awesome band. And I never got to see them over 10 years ago when they were, you know, active. So that's my choice. I've never heard them. So I'm definitely going to check that one out. They're super good uh when it comes to i don't know i would i i don't think uh, i kind of draw off too much like other like when i when i write and stuff i don't really like try to rip anyone off or i, I kind of try to just naturally let me do me but i would okay. say that's a band that really has affected uh like my kind of style of like how i i don't know i want to sound heavy like they I think that's like a direct influence to my songwriting. So altabandcamp.com, they have a uh, album called Places. It's phenomenal. It's a little bit more emo-ish than like, say like maybe, I don't know, current screamo bands. I think a lot of things have become more metallic, but definitely couldn't yes, recommend definitely. them enough. Cool, I'll be checking that out. What about the rest of uh, you uh, gentlemen? I, do. I think 
it's hard because a lot of bands that I really love are still active or have reunited. But I think there's a band that I would like to see, uh, maybe like the American Analog set. Um, so this late '90s, early 2000s, uh, like slowcore band, uh, and I really love them. I think they have like a really unique sound, and I, I would love to like have seen that. I don't know. Definitely cool. not a screamo band. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, best screamo band in the world. Uh, uh, self-titled era Slipknot. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, but uh, uh, that I I don't know. know. Prequel. Oh, okay, if that if that I'll, if that doesn't count, or if it does count, then I would definitely go back in time and see self-titled era Slipknot, or like Iowa era. Um, but if that doesn't count, um, the band Gregor Samza. They're not screamo. They're I, I don't know sadcore. People have described it as slowcore. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but oh my gosh, they're like full like I don't know. They have a like, vibraphonist, <laughs> a violinist, oh my God. a cellist. Seriously? Yeah, my, my pick was also a vibraphone piano. band. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Gregor Samza. I would kill to see. Uh, but also, also just one. Okay. <laughs> just, just one more, one more with just one. Okay. You you were looking at your records. You got. I like. Pick. Well, <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way that I could like just reasonably say like I don't know if Jay Dilla did DJ sets, but I would just love to be able to see Jay Dilla somehow. If you yeah. say it was just like a, a group that, or something, oh, a musician that's yeah. no longer like. Uh, oh yeah, it doesn't have to be yeah. a group or yeah. an act. It can be whoever's no longer performing. Yeah, Jay Dill is dead, so I would just like like to be able to like see Jay Dill do his thing that's in person. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that'd be it. That'd be cool. Truly, that's so, my answer. <laughs> that was a, an interesting there one. Is. Actually, they were all fucking interesting to say the least. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank we you. We try to throw you some uh, variety. We got a screamo to uh, sad core, and then you know, hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys listen to uh, a bunch of different music, which is great because, I mean, it, you should. If you're a musician and a, mu- a musical connoisseur, you're not just pigeonholed into one genre. But what is, like, you're obviously a big part of the Screamo community. What would be your favorite part of being in that music community? Ooh, you laid it on there. Big part. I don't know about that. Uh, but uh, That's a big name, man. Uh, uh, wait, sorry. What was the question again? It was the Screamo uh, community. Uh, What's the best part of the Screamo community? Uh, your favorite part oh. of being involved in it, I should say. Oh, uh, uh, well, okay. One, just I got a good riff, answer. Riffing with all your friends, uh, hanging sure. out. Uh, but also, just yeah, I don't know. I feel like Screamo is pretty aware of like things that are important, and you know, collective aid. You yeah. know, um, mm. we play. We we tend to play shows. You know, that has like a, you know, some sort of thing or something like that everyone kind of, you know, believes is important, like whether it's, you know, funding um, reproductive rights or, you know, something that everyone, you know, it just, I don't know. I just feel like everything is for a lot of it is for a good cause and it helps and lifts people up. And uh, I don't know, people talk about real shit a lot of times and everyone's kind of, you know, really supportive and it's a really nice environment to be around for conversation and, you know, talking about things that, are either on your mind or others' minds and learning, you know, and the older I get, I just want to learn more. And 
I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. It's nice. It's nice to be involved with people that are like-minded and open. And um, I was just going to say that good like-minded listeners. individuals, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I can't speak for like all Screamo scenes everywhere, but I just know like in Richmond, like the community is very much, I, I love that it is really like uh, a group of people that really like, I feel like they'd like, Oh, it's like they, they put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, like they they yeah, show they up, it. they show out and mm-hmm. do like community effort stuff. I don't mean like for shows, but like, like, I just don't, in it, general? It's, really, it's really, it's, 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 um, it's like a, bre- a breath of fresh air just seeing like people actually like coming together and like trying to like help other people in like in ways that matter. So yeah. they're walking the walk, not just doing the talking, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. You know. um, Less importantly, I do like, uh, I do like the way that, and this is maybe goofy, but I, <laughs> I enjoy the way that people online talk about Screamo. I like to watch I. it. Nerd. I love to watch it. Uh, I, I don't participate in it usually, but I, I love the drama that Screamo like just has inherently in it. It's like totally different. But uh, I like to watch it happen. And you know, I, like this on Twitter, people have discourse about like. <laughs> Dude, this is such a sus like statement. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, people just like uh, people love to talk about what is and isn't Screamo, and it's like it's funny things uh, to watch. <laughs> yeah, Screamo has like its ups and downs. I feel like uh, it can be pretty cringy at sometimes, but no, just I, a little, I'll, eh? I yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, a little tad, yeah. uh, but. Oh, sorry. Oh, I did Austin. I don't think oh, I... I was just going to say that I'm very disconnected with Screamo online. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> um, happily, happily, because I mean, unfortunately, I just, um, I truly would like to be, but I just uh, somehow don't have the energy to participate online. I do love it though, but um, I'm really happy that it exists online because it's a really important part and um, especially of the community. I feel like it exists. Uh, I, I may be wrong because I'm out so far outside of it, but it seems to exist mostly on the internet. Like that's mm. at least mm. how a lot of it seems to get facilitated. And I'm really appreciative of that. But in my biggest experience of it, is it in person? And um, I don't know. I just fucking love how friendly everyone is. Like I, I don't have a problem inviting anyone to my shows, you know, because I can trust that they'll be safe and if they are unsafe, I can trust the horde of Screamo fans to protect them. Um, yeah. I don't know. And I just am so happy that there's a space like there's that, that this, that, that happens in this scene. For um, sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, when I go to like a metal show, you know, it's not, you know, like if I were to go to a black metal concert, <laughs> you know, I couldn't necessarily trust that same safety net. Not the uh, same camaraderie. Not exactly. the same group of like-minded individuals, I would, uh, I would have to say. Yeah, and well, I, guess, I guess like a serious answer to like a counterpoint. My like people are funny online, but like realistically, like when I'm booking like a tour for us, like it's very easy to like connect to people, uh, right. and I don't feel weird about like saying, "Hey, like here's what we like. What can we do for you? Like, what do you need for me? Like, it's just like it's very easy and like." I don't know. I see people like struggle in different scenes, like reaching out to people, like thinking like, I don't know. It seems like people have a lot of consternation when they're like booking shows or like trying to meet people, trying to talk to other bands. Whereas here it's like, like in Screamo, there's like a really tight knit community already. 
and like it's very easy to to like help other people um and to like be a person like to get help yourself like in when you're booking like or like trying to set up a show or go to a show like i don't know it's not like i don't know it's really easy and i think like that's just because people are very like kind and giving and like invested in it as a project like what screamo is as a project regardless of what they like like what they think is real or not screamo like the idea the like the like the like statement behind it is something that i think people are very invested in and you know that can result in funny and funniness but it ultimately (laughs) is like really like wholesome on like at its core because people care enough to talk about it like people care absolutely like have like silly discussions about what it is and isn't people care Mm -hmm. enough to like let random bands play in their like basement yeah like sleep on the kitchen floor and shit like that yeah because yeah. i mean like when it comes down to it screamo is like sort of a malign genre and that's changing now because people have put so much time and effort into it but like for like 20 years like like it's hard to get a show somewhere legit you know it's like something that people right. like like you 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 email a venue and you say oh like i'm this screamo band like yeah, it doesn't like, matter what your credentials are like they're like oh the screamo band but, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. but you can always like message someone on facebook hey like do you know do you do you know anybody in your town who would like set up a show and usually there is somebody there's like community there well, I just got one last question for you guys because uh, uh, I try to keep my podcast about an hour, hour and a half. Because honestly, I fucking hate podcasts. I'm not gonna lie, I don't listen. <laughs> I don't listen to them, and I'm gonna cut this out because it sounds horrible. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on, guys. I love uh, you so much. <laughs> for the ending here, is there any causes, any anything you guys need to talk about? Any plugs? Any shout outs? Give you the red carpet here. Anything uh, at all? You want to we're play. raising money in uh yes in coordination with our friends who uh are in this collective industry called great dismal they do shows also cool. brought bands like ostraka and get from god and listless Ooh. and truman to you uh we're raising money with them for the richmond reproductive freedom project which is a member of the national uh network of abortion funds here in the united states uh to help make reproductive justice and reproductive rights available to everybody mm-hmm. um, as they should be you can exactly yes. uh you can find our page for that uh fund.naf n n a f fund.nnaf.org forward slash infant island uh if you have extra money we would love to give it to people who need it yeah. absolutely uh, take some take some bystander intervention courses online they should be free by this point sign up uh give aapi some money um support great dismal um yeah yeah i i, I think that sums up for me that's really the yeah i think that's what i like to put in so yeah, yeah. good good summary um not fund related but keep an eye out we got lots of yeah, stuff yeah yeah uh, lots of stuff excited to yeah, like play 20, shows for people yeah. when we can do that again mm-hmm. well Stuff coming soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alex, you mentioned there's some goodies coming. Is there, uh, besides uh, this album that's coming at no, the end of the year, is there anything? No details. Come on. No comment. <laughs> Wait, can we, can, we, can, we, can we tell them the number of things? I'm okay. Just, well, no. we got, 
I want to copy the order so I can hoard numerous. No, no, not not. Yeah, yeah, we got we've got like. Can I just give a single word? I can just say theme. The theme is just homies. That's the only hint I'll give. Homies, homies. Oh no, no. Wait, wait, real quick. There will be no juggalo shit on my show. Wait. Hey, you made a juggalo. Hey, hey. Can I? Yeah. Can I just say that? We're playing gathering. I'm gonna spill it. We're playing a gathering next year. Actually, though. Can we please? <laughs> that's the fucking that's okay. the news right there. Oh my god. Um also uh, also uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but uh beneath and uh beneath background tracks uh will be leaked. Midnight okay. tonight. Oh okay. right. if you don't want me to put it on. This won't come No, you no. can say that. Yes. I wasn't oh. sure how that was coming, Austin. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh the Surprise. Uh, some of the cool the really uh, cool orchestral arrangements that we did for Beneath. Um, we'll be releasing those. Um, when would that be coming out? You know, uh, <laughs> you know. I don't. That's why I, I think. I think 2019. Yeah, 20, yeah. 2019. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we actually don't know. Uh, we, uh, if anyone would know, it would be me and Alex. But I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if it would know, it would be you, Austin. Well, yeah. I'm always excited to have announcements, guys. You just heard that for the first time on Not Just a Face. They don't know when it's coming out, but it's coming, and you're excited. For it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New album, always coming. Uh, new new orchestra background music from Beneath coming out. Who knows when? But until then, other things too. So <laughs> much, it, too much. You heard it here, uh, folks. Too much. Homies <laughs> and orchestra. Yeah. Also, it's, if we could get coming. a. And coming. Uh, uh, <laughs> Homies are coming. Orchestras are coming. Everybody's coming. Yeah, everybody's coming. It's a great coming. time. <laughs> no one, no, no comers left behind. Oh, God. Well, yeah. until then, gentlemen, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Take care of yourselves, and I hope to get you back on as soon as possible in the new future. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Seriously, Pleasure. thank you for having us so much. <laughs>